0: Glory to God. How's everybody doing this morning? How's everyone doing this morning? Hey, you know what I know? God is good. And all the time? That's right. What's good? God's good. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm super excited to be starting this uh, forgiveness series. Uh, In the video there, you see, uh, if you watch carefully, one one of the scenes, the trees are upside down. Right? And so then you see here on the, in this main slide, half of the trees are upright and half of the trees are upside down. That's because a lot of the things that Jesus told us to do go against our natural way of thinking. He says we get, we receive by giving. We live by dying. And he said that we should, we must forgive. And so, uh, Super excited to be starting this forgiveness series. You know, it never, ever, ever, ever fails. I'll be preaching on any other subject in the world, and I will mention forgiveness, and I will always get a reaction from someone. Someone in the room, someone that's listening will, will just be like, oh, yeah, oh, that, oh, that's so good. Why is that? Because we all, all of us, most of us, if not all of us, struggle or at some point, in some way, we need to, all of us, forgive someone. Somehow, somewhere in our life, all of us haven't worked through all of the forgiveness that we need to. And so it bears an entire series. We didn't just want to do a message, we did an entire series. And actually, this was on the calendar to roll in 2020. And due to uh, certain things changing, we canceled that and, and we, we kicked it ahead to 2021. But what's interesting is that when we put out the preaching calendar to uh, those, uh, the, the elders and said, okay, who wants to preach what? Elizabeth jumped up and said, I want to do forgiveness. And so uh, when it rolled around this year, I said, hey, listen, you still got it? She's like, I want it. And so she's got something on her heart about forgiveness. She's going to preach it next week. She's going to bring the word next week. So you do not want to miss next week. Listen, I'm telling you, I can share awesome stuff and God's given me a certain anointing and I can say certain things, but other people, other uh, vehicles within the body, other gifts that God has given to people can speak things that I can't speak into. So don't miss next week. Amen? Amen? Amen. Uh, I mentioned it already, but uh, prayer on Thursday was—it was pretty amazing. It was really uh, just a sweet time, sweet presence with the Lord. Always, if you ever have an opportunity, do not miss prayer. It's only once a month, so we're not having it this Thursday. It was last Thursday, uh, but it was just awesome, and it was just a time of refreshing. And so, hopefully, you got a little bit of that today. But forgiveness—forgiveness forgiveness is huge for the with the Lord. And uh, let's find out why, amen? All right, so we're gonna start off with a little uh, story here. There was a snake that crawled across a sharp saw and was cut. In anger, the snake wrapped the saw with its thick body and proceeded to squeeze the life out of the saw. With each angry squeeze, it felt more pain, but continued to squeeze because it wasn't going to let the saw get away with the pain that it caused it. The snake refused to let go of the saw and eventually died, not knowing the whole time he needed to let go of the initial pain and focus on its future and where it was going. Instead, the snake lost his life and didn't even see it coming. Control your anger, forgive those who hurt you, and don't give people or things power over you. It will ultimately kill you. This is the power of forgiveness, and this is the power of unforgiveness. It is not a small thing that we're talking about. Jesus was not, forgiveness is not optional. He didn't say, well, you know, if you feel like it, you might kind of want to forgive someone. No, forgiveness is not optional. And so if there's someone in your mind that you can immediately think of that you can't forgive, that you haven't forgiven, that you still, when their name comes up, you're just like, ugh, You need need forgiveness. And we have to, guys, we have to pursue it. Our life depends on it. Our life depends on it. Today, I want to start off, I want to talk to you about forgiving others. And so today's message is entitled, Forgiving Others. Other people are the first people that we really kind of need to forgive. It's the the first and probably the most, uh, the easiest people to forgive. Well, who else is there? We'll figure that out in the weeks to come. But today we're going to talk and we're going to focus on the scriptures that Jesus told us that focused on forgiving others. And so we're going to start in Matthew chapter 6, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' first public message. And he said this, he said, when you pray, pray like this. He taught us a prayer. And there's certain elements to this prayer. We're not to necessarily pray this prayer specifically, although we can. This is a model for how our prayer should go. We should pray in this manner. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Our Father in heaven begins with worship. We worship you, God. Your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we want want earth to look like heaven and help us to be the ones that bring it here. That's the next part. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today what we need. How many of you know that you need a fresh touch from God every single day? You know what, yesterday's, yesterday's word from God, yesterday's breath, yesterday's touch from God, it's, it's shallow, it's, it's old bread, it's stale. You need something new every single day. Yeah. And if you're not fellowshipping with God every single day, it gets old and it, it's not good, it gets rancid. You don't want to be eating that kind of stuff. Here we go. Verse 12 and 13, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Right here in the middle of this prayer, Jesus begins to address forgiveness for the first time. He says, forgive us our sins as we have, past tense, as we have already forgiven those who sinned against us. Forgiveness should be a daily routine. Forgiveness should be something that we work towards every single day. Forgiveness isn't something that we just do once a month when we have communion here. <laughs> we have communion here once a month. That's not the only time that you think like, oh, who do I need to forgive? No, you forgive every day. You, you can forgive repeatedly throughout the day. You can pray three and four and ten times a day. And as you pray and as you seek and as you spend time with God throughout the day, all day long, you can continually look to forgive people who have hurt you. And we should. And we should. When you forgive other people, you travel late. You have a lot less baggage to carry around. Forgiveness should be part of our daily routine. We should do it every single day. We should be quick to forgive, and we should forgive often. Now, if any of those things don't sound like the way that you work in this idea of forgiveness, that's okay, because God can help us. God's here to help us, and we're here to learn how to forgive. One of the misconceptions in forgiveness is that we think that forgiving means to forget, and that's not necessarily true. We don't have to forget what happened. Years ago, there was an a, a individual who did something that I took offense to, and I forgave that person. That person continued to be in my life. Uh, they were here in the church. They've since left. They've been gone for uh, 10, 15 years at something, I don't know, uh, they they, they offended, I took, I was offended, I took offense, I had to forgive them, I forgave them, but I never forgot what they did, at least not immediately. And, um, you know, what happened is I started to treat that person differently because I realized that they were going to behave this way. Right? Just because people behave a certain way doesn't mean that I Everybody doesn't get the same version of me. There's a different version of Matt depending on what kind of, what you're bringing. Somebody says, somebody, somebody would put it this way, I meet energy with energy, right? That's, that's okay, that's good, but depending on how you come to me, depending on the words you use with me, depending on the level of honesty that you have with me, You get a different version of me. Why? It's it's self-protection, and it's okay. It's okay not to tell everything to everyone. Everybody doesn't need to know everything about your life. Everyone can't handle everything about your life. You can't handle the truth. Everybody can't handle everything about your life, and they're not supposed to. And we make the mistake too often of thinking that everyone wants to know everything about us. So this individual got a different version of me than than most people because of something that they had done towards me, something that I had seen them do towards other people. And so I realized that this was just a habit within the individual. So they might have left 20 or 25 years ago. I can't really put my finger on it. Anyways, I I had been away from this person for a long, long time. Hadn't seen them in years, maybe a decade. And um, one of their loved ones passed away. So we went to a, a, a funeral and I, I met, I, we, we went through the line, you know, we gave hugs and stuff. And when I saw this individual, I, I had forgotten what it was, or I had forgotten that I had had to give forgiveness to them at all. And I, for, I had forgotten because I hadn't seen them in a decade. I had forgotten I had started to treat them differently. And when I saw them and I I gave them a hug and then that person said the first few words to me, I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I have no, listen, I have no desire to see any kind of retribution. See, this is where we need to get to. I have no desire to see any kind of retribution toward that person for what they did to me. But I'll treat them differently. They just get a different version of me. Forgiveness is about releasing the individual who hurts you from any legal right that you have to retribution. Forgiveness is about releasing the individual who hurts you from any legal right that you have toward retribution. Forgiveness is about no longer seeking punishment for those who have hurt you. Uh, Jesus said offenses are sure to come. Jesus said you're going to be offended. If we think that we're going to walk through life and not be offended, we deceive ourselves. Offenses are sure to come. I may offend you today with what I'm saying. Carol may offend you today. <laughs> Pick a name, right? I mean, who held the door this morning? You know, well, when, they, when I walked in, no, I'm kidding. It was fine. When I walked in, they let it go and it hit me. I, anything, any, I mean, guys, if you think that offenses aren't going to come, you deceive yourself. So, the only way to deal with it is to forgive, move in forgiveness. You know you've forgiven someone when you hear their name brought up in conversation or you think about that person and you have no negative feelings or effect on you. You have no negative feelings towards them and it has no negative effect on you. Hey, you know who I saw yesterday? I saw Billy Bob. Oh uh-huh, how is he? <laughs> you may have unforgiveness, right? I mean, we, there's no reason for us to have those feelings towards people. We, we must move towards forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness is about letting go and letting God have His way. The Bible says, uh, God said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, right? If I had a choice... Between who is going to punish my enemies, me or God, who would I choose? If you had a choice between who gets to punish your enemy, you or God, who would you choose? And, and if you, like, how many of us are like, I'll punish them. y'all, yeah, I'll punish them. <laughs> You're flowing in unforgiveness. <laughs> you are flowing in it, brother. <laughs> Shouldn't be, but yeah. I am telling you right now, God can punish them way better than you can. Way better. You stink at it. Even on your best day. Even the best of us. All right, let's look at this scripture just for a second. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Forget your anger. Put it away. For it is written, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. In doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. If you decide to take it into, watch this, guys. If you decide to take punishment into your own hands, God's like, okay, Alan's going to deal with them and my hands are off of this. And then God doesn't punish them. But if we say, God, I refuse to take uh, offense here and I'm going to forgive them and you just deal with them. And you know what? Here, have a, have a glass of cold water. Then God's like, it's my turn. I, oh, I got this. Stand up. Always let God, always let God deal with those who have wronged you. Going back to Matthew chapter 6, continuing. Jesus gives us the Our Father. He says, pray like this. And then immediately after that, the very next thing that he says in his first public sermon ever is, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, forgive others, if you refuse to forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Guys, this should be terrifying. This should... This should should cause you to shake in the very core of your being. Do you understand why we have to have forgiveness of sins? Let's just have a little refresher. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. If you have sin in your body, if you have sin in your soul, if you have sin in your spirit, you will die and go to hell. If you don't forgive others, then God won't forgive you of your sins. If you don't forgive others, then you have sin in your spirit that you can't get rid of. I have news for you guys. There is no way, I mean, I know you know this, but it's just like a friendly reminder. There is no way that you can pay for sin. There's only one way to pay for sin. It's Jesus. Jesus paid for your sin and for mine so that we can have fellowship with God now and go to live in heaven with him forever. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ. But if we refuse to forgive others, God won't forgive us. Does this call our very salvation into question? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Kind of quiet. And so immediately, right, first question we all have is, well, listen, you know, sister so-and-so who I know, you know, I know that they didn't really forgive brother such-and-such. You know, so are they in heaven? Did they go to hell? This is our first question, right? First thing we think of is like, we think of someone else, right? Right? Am I right? Yeah. Well, well, went there. When I said we ca- our very salvation is called into question, we immediately thought of everybody... Everybody on our long list. What about this person? What about that person? I know this person. That person had had bitterness in their heart when they died. What about this person? What about that person? What about you? Stop looking around. You know, um, Kenneth Hagin said uh, he was praying one time, right? And he was asking the Lord. He said, "God, why wasn't so and so healed? It was a family member. Why wasn't why wasn't so and so healed?" And God responded and said, You know what? That's between me and her. If I wanted you to know, I'd tell you. But right now you don't need to know. I actually I don't even want you to know. It's between me and them. So let it go. And and you concentrate on you. We have so much compassion for others that it causes us to worry about others' eternal rest. Are we concerned for our own eternal well being? Are we willing to walk the sometimes difficult path of forgiveness in order to ensure our salvation? Are we, are we willing to do that, guys? Are we ready? Are we ready? Or, or, or would we rather just sit and evaluate everybody else and say, oh, well, this person, and oh, well, that person, and what, what's up with this person? God knows their heart. God knows where they were at when they breathed their last. God knows whether that was a unforgiveness that they just kept repeating and, or whether it was actually unforgiveness in their heart. Oftentimes we ask these questions that we don't have the right to, to know the answers to. But what we need to understand, guys, is that forgiveness affects our salvation. Unforgiveness, not, not forgiving people, affects our salvation. It affects our eternal destiny. We can't go there. Listen to this. This is not scripture. This is just a quote that I caught off, offline. So it says, forgiveness gives me boundaries because it unhooks me from the hurtful person. And then I can act responsibly and wisely. If I am not forgiving them, I am still in a de- destructive relationship with them. When we don't forgive someone, we could not forgive someone and then not see them for 20 years. 20 years, you haven't seen the person, but you still haven't forgiven them. You're still in a destructive relationship with them. And they still have power over your life. They might not not even know it. They may have no clue. They didn't even know they offended you. I was just walking in the door quick, and that door closed, and that's why it hit you and you're offended, and 20 years later, I never even knew. I have no idea. But you know what I do realize is that every time I walk into the room, you leave, and so somehow you're mad at me. And so maybe being as perceptive as I am, I might come over and say, hey, did I do something to to upset you? Because it seems like every time I walk in the room, you leave. But I'm really not that perceptive. I'd like to give myself that much credit, but I probably just wouldn't realize there's just too many things going on in my life most of the time. And so you would leave and I would just think like, man, that guy's busy. (laughs) That guy's busy. Man, I, you know, I haven't spoken to uh, brother so-and-so in a while, but Fred talked to him and he was good. So yeah, we're good. We're good. If we don't forgive people, they maintain power over us. We stay in this destructive relationship with them. But when we do forgive them, we set up good boundaries. This is where I no longer want harm for them, but now I treat them differently because I know that they might react this way. Forgiveness gives us liberty, guys. It frees us from the person who harmed us. It gives us liberty. Matthew 18, Jesus just keeps going with this. This isn't, this isn't just a one-time occurrence where he's talking about forgiveness and the fact that we need to forgive. It's actually quite plentiful through the scriptures. I mean, you don't really have to look hard to find it. We're going to read this parable. It says, uh, then Peter came to the, Lord, to the Lord Jesus and asked him, how often, shall I, how, my, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say seven times, but 70 times seven. Here's, here's another point, guys. Forgive because math is hard. <laughs> 70 times seven, multiplication tables. Jesus, wa- <laughs> uh, Jesus wasn't saying that we should forgive our brother when he sins against us 490 times. That's not what he was saying. Can you imagine? Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, that whole door episode happened today, so let me open up this note. Where's my, uh, wait, I have an unforgiveness note in here somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is, unforgiveness. Wow, I've got a lot of names in here. Oh, who uh, Who was it that offended me? Uh, that's right, it was Fred. He dropped the door on me. Oh, haven't found him yet. That's a lot of names. Up oh, here it is. Okay. And so now he's up to 18. <laughs> can you imagine what kind of, how ridiculous this sounds that we're going to create a Rolodex so that we can keep tallies on how many times have you forgiven me? How many times have I forgiven you? Well, listen, it hasn't been 490 Sundays since I've taken over the church, so I know I'm good. <laughs> but it has been more than 490 days that I've been married. It's been more than 490 days that I've had children. It's been more than 490 days that I've known a lot of you, and I've seen you a lot more of you than more than 490 days in however (laughs) Right? That's not what he's saying. He says, just continually forgive your brother when he sins against you. Just learn to do it, put it on repeat, over and over and over again. How many of us love to put a song on repeat and just play it, play it and play it and play it, play it, play it, play it. When that what was there was a song that came out, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was The Blessing. We put that thing on repeat. And I think we played it for 4 hours. Just let it play. Just play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Til the, till a the song gets down in your spirit. You know the words by heart. You know when they're going to sing that one little, ah, oh, that that's not written in the lyrics. And you're like, yeah, oh, that was good. We do this with music. We need to do this with forgiveness. Just put it on repeat. Do it again. 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 You know what? I'm going to help you in the forgiveness process because I'm going to offend you. Oh, Lord. Oh, this is good stuff. Continually forgive. G- Peter asks this question. Jesus responds, says, no, 70 times 7, meaning just continually forgive. And then he goes into a parable, Matthew 18. Therefore, the king, it's not even a parable. He says, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Sometimes he tells parables, and sometimes he says, this is how heaven works, guys. Still a parable. It's like, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. This is a few million dollars. Someone was brought to the king and this person owed them, owed the king a few million dollars. A few million dollars. You guys all good to write that check? Redeeming Love, Gospel Church, 42 Woodward <laughs> Avenue, <laughs> Troy, New York, 12180. A few million dollars. But as he was not able to pay, go figure, his master commanded, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant, the king, was moved with compassion. Compassion. What a great word, compassion. Thank God we have a compassionate God. And he released him, and he forgave him of the debt. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, denarii, a few bucks, a few dollars. Chump change, pocket change. And he laid his hands on him and he took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Same thing he said to the king, but he would not have any compassion and he threw him into the prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were grieved. They were very grieved. And they came and they told their master all that had been done. Listen, nobody's going to have to tell God what you've done or whether you've forgiven or whether you haven't. God knows whether or not you've forgiven. God knows your thoughts. He knows your heart. He knows your spirit. He is omnipresent. He is with you all the time. He is all-knowing. He knows every time you're offended. He knows every time you forgive and every time you choose not to forgive. He knows it all. There's nothing you can hide from God. When his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and they came and they told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. I gave you a few million dollars because you begged me. Should you not have had compassion on your fellow servant when he only owed you a few dollars, just as I had had pity and compassion on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father will also do to each of you if from his heart he does not, you do not forgive your brother in his trespasses. Is Jesus being really um, soft with forgiveness here? Not at all. Is he being kind of direct? Yes, definitely. Is forgiveness important to God? Oh, yeah, it is. Is forgiveness important to God? You better bet your life it is. Yeah, forgiveness is huge. And we need to move in forgiveness. We need to be people who forgive. We need to be people who forgive quickly, who forgive quickly. regularly who forgive. Often, we need to learn to not hold offenses. We need to learn to not hold grudges. But my family, it doesn't matter. You're born again. It doesn't matter who you were. You have a new nature. You have a new nature. You have the nature of Christ, and Christ forgives. Christ forgave. Christ forgives, and that's your nature. Adopt the new nature that you have. You have the nature of Christ. Start acting like it. Forgiveness is something that we must work towards daily. Every day we have to work on forgiveness. Every day we have to work on forgiveness. Every day we have to work on forgiveness. I've read this, and I don't necessarily uh, hold true to it, but it's kind of funny. Why why did God create marriage so that people could learn to have forgiveness one for another? It takes two people of opposite natures, and He puts them together so that they can Walk out forgiveness. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily buy into that. I mean, I don't have to forgive my wife very often at all. I mean, she probably has to forgive me a whole bunch, but we have to work towards forgiveness daily. And the moment that you think that you've mastered this, the beautiful thing is, is that God will send somebody else to, for, to offend you, right? We, call, we used to call them grace growers. God's put them there to grow grace in your life. God put them there just so that you could learn to walk in forgiveness a little bit better. Forgiveness affects our salvation. When we refuse to forgive, it calls our very eternal rest into judgment. Will we go to heaven or won't we? Guys, we have to forgive. We have to forgive. You know, this story... So many times we think, well, I'm not that bad of a person. Jesus didn't have to forgive me a few million dollars. I think I was only at a couple hundred, maybe, maybe 100,000 at the most. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Bible says, uh, don't think of yourself more highly than you should. We have no idea. If we, if we just sin once, it's enough that we can't pay the debt. We could only owe a few dollars, and we still have nothing to pay the debt. We don't have anything. The only thing that pays the debt of sin is the blood of Jesus. The only thing that pays the the debt of sin is the blood of Jesus. We all need Jesus. We all need His forgiveness, and in order to receive His forgiveness, we have to forgive other people that offend us, that sin against us, that do things against us. If you're here today, and you've never walked with Jesus, if you've never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin, this is available to everyone. Jesus died on that cross for every single person in the world. Will you accept what he did for you, and will you receive salvation for your souls, for your soul, so that you can, number one, walk with him here on the earth, and then number two, you get to go to heaven when you pass away. It's a beautiful deal. Jesus takes our sin, and he gives us his reward he pays the debt that we owed and he gives us his place. It's a, it's, a, it's a lose-win. He loses, but we win, but he wins because he gets us, so it's a win-win. It's a lose-win-win. To complicate it, Jesus died for you and for me. If you've never accepted Jesus in your heart and asked him to forgive you of your sins, I want to invite you to do that today because there is no better time than right now to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. If you would like to uh, invite Jesus into your heart, if you'd like to um, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins so that you can live with him and walk with him and then go to heaven when it's time for you to pass, then I want to invite you to say this prayer with me today. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins, that you would come and live inside my heart and that you would help me to live for you all of the days of my life. Give me your strength in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to check this box on your engage, on your engage card. It says, today I follow my Jesus as my Lord and Savior for, for the first time. On, online, if you're doing, uh, if you prayed that prayer with me, there's an online engage card that you can also click. Uh, fill that out. Check that same box. Um, if, you did, if you've already submitted your card and you can't get back to that card, just write me an email at info at and just let me know that you prayed that prayer. I would like to send you some information, whether you're here present or whether you're watching online, that lets you know what it means to pray this prayer and what your next steps are. Your next step is to f- find a good church and plug in. I want to send you some information that explains that a little bit more in depth. I want to end with this scripture today. We we quoted it earlier, but I want to go back to it. Romans twelve seventeen through nineteen. It says, "Repay no one evil for evil." There is evil in the world, and we're going to experience it. Jesus, uh, Paul instructs us and says, "Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men, with everyone." As much as, it, as much as you can, live at peace with everyone you meet. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We read that earlier. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Again, you know, I've said this before, and I'll say this again. If we're giving our enemy a cup of cold water, specifically so that coals will be heaped upon their head, that may not happen, right? We can't, we can't go in with the ulterior motive of like, oh yeah, I'll fix you, have some water. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix you, have some water. And the last line here, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Good really does win. Good really does win even when it doesn't look like it on the outside, even when it looks like we're losing. Jesus dies on a cross and he's buried. They thought for sure it was over. They thought for sure that Jesus had lost. They thought for sure that this couldn't possibly be the way. But three days later, three days later, everything changed. The grave could not hold Jesus down. They couldn't kill him. They could not kill him. He rose from the dead to everlasting life, and he brought everlasting life for you and for me. He conquered sin and hell and death and the grave, and the same opportunity is available to you, but we have to walk in forgiveness. Forgiveness is not optional. Forgiveness is not optional. It's not optional. It's not optional. We must forgive. We must forgive others. Forgiveness, unforgiveness. Having unforgiveness towards someone, this is very common. If you've never heard this before, this is brilliant. And I didn't come up with it. Having unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You hurt me? Oh yeah? Watch this. I've got poison here. That's what unforgiveness is like. Having unforgiveness in our heart is literally like we just take poison and we're expecting some kind of reaction in in our enemy. How, How has that ever worked? That won't even work in the natural. Of course. No, no, it's just we need to forgive. We need to be a people who forgive regularly, who forgive often, all the time. It just needs to be, put it on repeat. Just keep doing it. I want to pray for you today. Listen, I know that forgiveness is not easy. I know that forgiveness sometimes is something that we have to work through. We have to go through it. It's a process sometimes. Sometimes we bring it to God and we, we do it by faith and then those feelings come back and the resentment comes back and the desire to hurt that person comes back. We need to let it go again, bring it to the altar again, we'll give it to God again, and he'll free us from it. And then it might come back and we might have to do it a hundred times. It's a process sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't happen right away. But begin the process today. I want to pray for you, that you would begin that process and that you would forgive. So just bow your heads and close your eyes. I just want to, I just want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every believer here, everyone watching online. God, anyone, uh, God, we all have probably someone that we have not forgiven, someone that we need to forgive someone who has wronged us someone who has offended us and we haven't gotten over it god i pray that you would help us to forgive god we bring you that hurt today and we lay it on your altar god we if we have any right to retribution or recompense or punishment for that individual god we release that and we say god i won't walk in that any longer I don't want harm to come to them. I may not treat them the same as I did before. I'll be more careful walking in the door now when I see Fred holding it. Just kidding. I didn't get hit by the door. God, help me. Help me to forgive. God, I want to forgive. God, I want to be quick to forgive. God, I want to not hold on to things. God, help me to forgive. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Elizabeth, come receive the offering this morning. Excited.